All right, it is the Buckeye Blitz. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I appreciate it. My name is Tito Jeff Fedoff. Lots to talk about today. First, I want to tell you, presented by BetUS.com. Bet with the three-decade leader, BetUS. Join now for a 125% bonus using promo code DSP125 or a 200% bonus with crypto using promo code DSP200. Bet sports, uh, casino, horses, pop culture, more at BetUS.com. You bet you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. So we got one today, one tomorrow as far as Buckeye Blitzes go in the next two days. We'll worry about the Arkansas State game and preview week two tomorrow. Uh, but today I want to talk about the Notre Dame game. Buckeyes uh, defeat the Fighting Irish 21-10. to 10, And a slow start for Ohio State. But I'm telling you, you should be excited about this win. I know Ohio State was favored by 17.5 at one point. I also thought they would cover that. I thought Ohio State, I think I predicted like a 48-17 to 17 win. That notwithstanding. It was a good win for this Ohio State football team. Um, if you if you look at all your concerns you had coming into the season, and, and they weren't about the offense. We still, even now, I have no concerns whatsoever about this offense. I do think Notre Dame was slightly overrated. I don't think they were one of the fifth best teams in the country, but they did play better than I think most people expected them to play. Uh, this was a good game. It was a good opponent for Ohio State to start off with. Ryan Day said afterwards. Getting a tough win is not necessarily the worst thing in the world. So it was a difficult, hard-fought win for this Ohio State football team, and I'm okay starting the season like that. Uh, a couple things with the defense. Look, uh, Josh Proctor didn't play much. Uh, as a matter of fact, the safety didn't play. I think he only made, played once or twice after that 54-yard catch and run by Lorenzo Styles that Notre Dame had early in the game. Uh, Latham Ransom came in for uh, Proctor after that. He ended up with seven tackles in the game. Ryan Day says Proctor's still going to play a significant role on this team, and I expect him to as well. The dude is far too talented. He's coming off you know, injury problems. He'll be just fine. I'm not worried about that. The defense also, Tommy Eichenberg had a big game. Uh, he had six solo tackles, nine total. Uh, he uh, also had uh, two sacks, three total tackles for losses. A good game for him as well. Uh, didn't see much out of Jack Sawyer on the stat sheet, but he did make some plays in there and did disrupt some things. So overall, look, this defense that last year we saw get you know completely shredded in the run game by schools like when, when Minnesota being at their season, Ohio State last year, that first game. Look at the difference in the defense between last year's first game and this year's first game. Look at the difference in the defense just right there. It was a, a tougher opponent Ohio State played this time than Minnesota last year on the road. Openers for both of them. But Ohio State allowed 253 total yards in this game. That's a monster game for them. Think about this. The last 12 minutes of the game, the last 12 minutes of this game, Notre Dame ran three offensive plays for minus 11 yards, had time possession of one minute and nine seconds. The last 12 minutes, almost 12, it's like shortly under 12 minutes, like, but the last roughly 12 minutes of the game, Notre Dame ran three plays in a game where you needed to chew up clock, as you saw by Ohio State with their 95-yard drive. Here's Notre Dame's, think about this now, the adjustments Ohio State made. Notre Dame wasn't dominant in the first half. They were better in the first and the second. But think about this for Notre Dame's stats in the second half, okay? Here are their drives. Six plays for 20 yards. Six for 23. Five for 40. Three for minus 11. Here's the length time possession. In the second half, here's the length of those drives, time of possession, 221, 336, 320, 109. 
Less than 10 and a half minutes time of possession in the second half of this game, which was a closely battled game. Ohio State's defense, look, if you're not excited about this team, I don't know what you're watching. Um, the defense, Ohio State made the adjustments in the second half. They played fantastic. I understand the offense was not crisp. It was big when it had to be, though. At the end of the game, when you had Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams eating up clock, C.J. Stroud was not fantastic. He was mediocre. 24 out of 34, 223, two touchdowns. Maybe, though, part of that's because Notre Dame's defense is more solid than I expected or Ohio State expected. Maybe Notre Dame's a better defensive team than we thought going into this. Jack Smith and Jigma gets hurt. Um, I, no stat, we don't have a status update yet of a play for Arkansas State. He's out there trying to practice last time I saw. Uh, I, I hope they sit him. There's no Look, I understand why he'd want to play. It's a Heisman Trophy-type season, a potential season for him, but he only had one catch this game before getting hurt. I would say sit him out against Arkansas State, sit him against Toledo. It's a hamstring thing. Make sure he is completely healthy and ready to go for that Wisconsin game, a primetime game coming up in week four. Uh, so I don't know if they'll do that or not. I'm sure the athlete in Jackson Smith and Jibba wants to get out there. The nice thing about Ohio State is, though, they don't need him to beat Arkansas State and Toledo. Emeka Ibuga had a big game. Ibuga had a game, sorry. He had uh, nine catches for 90 yards and a touchdown. The Ohio State offense, again, was not, was not as crisp as I'd like it to be. But they got the job done against a quality opponent in Notre Dame. They won the game, overcame adversity, came up with the big drives as a unit when they had to. And that's what I love about Ryan Day's coaching and the whole coaching staff in general. Just the adjustments they made the second half and adjustments on the fly. They saw the passing game was sputtering. And what did they do when they needed to get that long 95-yard drive? They put the ball in the hands of their running backs. Travion Henderson, again, 15 carries. Mayan Williams, 14 carries, 84 yards. You also had the one catch. So they were even in the, in the amount of offensive touches they got. And that's the way I think it will be most of the year. Mayan Williams is an incredible talent for Ohio State to have as a backup to Travion Henderson. All right, let's talk about the uh, after effects of it. Now, Ohio State drops number three in the polls uh, behind Georgia. I don't have a problem with that, and neither should you. Because, um, you know, Georgia thumped Oregon. Uh, Georgia knocked Oregon out of the polls in the AP side of things. And Oregon was a top, uh, what, 11 team coming into the into that game, I believe. Uh, Georgia looked better overall than Ohio State did against Notre Dame. Uh, so I don't have a problem with Georgia moving up to two. Ohio State's down to three. The Buckeyes did get a couple of first place votes uh, in both polls. They are comfortably ahead of Michigan. Um, in the AP poll and ahead of Clemson in the second uh, in the coaches poll. So Notre Dame still in the top 10 again um, in the AP poll, both polls actually, but Oregon dropped out altogether of the AP. So it, it's a quality win for Ohio State. All that matters, all that matters is they're a top four team at the end of the season when it comes to the CFP. And I fully expect Ohio State to still be there. This was a big win for Ohio State. Think about how you felt about this team last year after the Minnesota game and after the Oregon game, and after the Michigan game, and after the first half of the Utah game. Think about how you felt about this team and the defense, and think about how you should feel about how you feel about them right now. Ten points against Notre Dame. Ohio State's still one of the top four teams, top three teams in the country. Uh, around the Big Ten, every team that played a non-conference game emerged victorious. Uh, Michigan rolled through Colorado State. That was probably uh, the second most impressive Performance by a Big Ten team after Ohio State, I believe. Uh, Michigan still working through their quarterback decision as they play Hawaii this week before deciding who their starting quarterback will be before their third game against UConn. Uh, probably the next most impressive performance on the Big Ten 
was Rutgers, their comeback win over Boston College. And not because Boston College is all that good, but because it was a road win where the Scarlet Knights had to rally in the fourth quarter. Greg Schiano seems to be the perfect coach for this Rutgers team. He's the one who led them to all, all their success before, and uh, he's the one who is right now, again, in charge of that program. So uh, good for Schiano, good for the Scarlet Knights. I hope they're competitive this year. The most disappointing game, I think, among Big Ten teams belonged to Iowa. They had the most Hawkeye-ish type of win. They got seven the hard way and barely beat South Dakota State. The game was tied 3-3 three to three at the half before, before Iowa scored twice on safeties, once in the third quarter, once in the fourth quarter, to get that sad, sad W. Now think about some of these stats. This was amazing to me. In a day when passing has never been easier in college football, you can't touch the quarterback. It's wide open. Um, you know, it, it's, it's so much easier now to pass, and we have such better quality quarterbacks, offensive minds, and receivers across the country. It used to be if you completed 50% of your passes and threw 20 touchdown passes in a season, you were a Heisman candidate, it seemed like. Now, it's a much different bar you've got to cross. And these two teams combined to go 21 of 51 for 196 yards. 21 of 51 for 196. I just said C.J. Stroud had a very pedestrian game. He was 23 of 34 by himself. These teams were 21 of 51 for 196 yards. Now you think about, well, that must mean they were rushing the ball well, right? Combined, 67 carries, 90 yards. Iowa averaged 1.6 yards a carry, far out surpassing South Dakota State's 1.1. Listen to how boring this game was. Even if you love defense, I don't think this was a great game to watch. If you're guys like, I, I love the low scoring, no, this was not, this was a bad game. Uh, no drive. In this entire game was longer than seven plays. One, only one drive went more than 30 yards. There were 13 three and outs. That so three plays and a punt. I'm not talking three plays score or you know three plays interception. 13 of these drives were three and outs. So uh, Iowa and South Dakota State setback football, but Iowa, you know. We'll find out more about how Iowa is we get later into the season, but scoring seven points and not even getting a touchdown in South Dakota State does not bode well for Kirk Ferentz and the Hawkeyes. Uh, let's uh, One more note in the Ohio State football game. There were a lot of visitors there, potential recruits, um, both for uh, football and basketball. The James gang was there, LeBron and Bronny. Don't get mad, LeBron. I didn't call it a posse. I said the James gang. It's a play on words. That's all. LeBron and Bronny were at the game. And uh, Bronny, a uh, potential 2023 member of the Ohio State basketball team, a recruit from that class um, in town, posted a family, uh, him and his family posted a photo afterwards of him wearing some Buckeye gear and the family doing that. He has not made any kind of decision where he's going to play when his high school eligibility is up. So nothing at that point yet. There's other schools that want to, uh, they're going to entertain him as well and try to get him to join them. But it was certainly a lot of fun seeing Bronny and LeBron there. The crowd did a Bronny chant at one point. Uh, but he is, again, in the 2023 class that Ohio State is trying to get. And now they have an opening, it looks like, because uh, the first person to commit in the 2023 class of basketball for Chris Holtman was George Washington III. Uh, he announced he was reopening his recruiting shortly after um, Ronnie and LeBron were here. Not that it necessarily tied into it, but uh, he is the 76th rated player in the nation, number nine shooting guard. The Buckeyes were ranked um, third, I believe, and now I think they're down to 10th as far as after losing George Washington the third. He was a six foot, 280-pound guard and uh, seemed to be excited about coming here. And uh, Ohio State loses him, though. But, you know, they still got a great class. They got a great class this year. Holtman's got things going the right way. I feel like 
this was more of a push than a jump. And I'm not saying that Ohio State told him he had to go elsewhere. I just wonder if when he saw Ohio State with Bronny James and what they've got going on potentially with him, that maybe he saw the writing on the wall and uh, decided to pursue other options. But um, again, he was a guy, the first one to commit in the 2023 class for Chris Holtman. One more loss for the Buckeyes, too. This is for this upcoming season, though. The decision by Seth Towns uh, to end his Ohio State basketball career. It looked like uh, back in April, maybe even as recently as August, he was uh, set to return for his seventh season of college basketball. Too many injuries throughout his career. He wasn't bouncing back in this most recent issue with his back, and it was too much to overcome for him. So uh, Seth Towns went to Northland High School here in Columbus, then went to Harvard. Uh, he was the 2017-18 Ivy League Player of the Year, came to Ohio State. He missed he, he missed two full seasons at Harvard already. Uh, he missed the start of his first season here in the 2020-21 season. Um, he uh, did get some playing time in there. I was looking forward, hopefully, to having him back this year. I think it was going to be um, more of a leadership role for him. Obviously, now he cannot participate, though, this season and going forward. So, wish all the best for Seth Towns. It was great having him in Columbus the time we did. He was a fantastic basketball player, a great ambassador for the Columbus City League with what he was able to accomplish. Look, you got a degree from Harvard, and uh, you're going places, Seth. So, uh, basketball, that, that part of your career is over, that chapter of your life. But lots of great things, I'm sure, are coming up for him. All right, that's it for today's Buckeye Blitz. Again, go to BetUS.com. DSP 125 for a 125% bonus. Uh, you can enter DSP 200, and you can get a 200% bonus with crypto using promo code again, DSP 200. Follow me on Twitter, at that happens. Uh, you bet, you win, you get paid at betus.com. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We'll talk about the Arkansas State game next as we get ready for week two of college football.